are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to Three Beers and a Movie, another episode. Um, this time we're again at The Raven. And I'm with... Colin McKay. And also Andy Kennedy may pitch in from now to now. And this is Richard Lerchin. Yep, and we have three movies to discuss this week. But before that, Colin, what are you drinking again? Um, I'm drinking Corona. Corona, you are just, you are the <laughs> skeeziest, nastiest son of a bitch drinking I'm very Corona. Cou- I'm very council. You are very, very council. Yeah. Uh, Mexican beer's good. I mean, I'm not going to make some beer good, but you I mean... eat hot food, they make beer to cater for hot food. There's a very, very good beer menu here, and you're just, you're neglecting it just for the sake of the most council Morrison's brand you can find. But, it's got a lime in it. I mean, it doesn't count your five a day or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it makes it fancy. It makes it a cocktail. It makes it a cocktail. Scottish cocktail. I was just saying, you've got that lime in a Scottish cocktail. What are you drinking? I am drinking Brooklyn Lager, which is very nice, and I buy it purely because it's got the old Brooklyn Dodgers logo on it, and I'm a big fan of the Brooklyn Dodgers logo, and the history of that team, so I like it for that reason only. Cool. But it's nice. Um, Andy, what are you drinking? Um, I have no idea what I'm drinking. Read that. You're drinking Estrella. Estrella. From Barcelona. Or is that called Spanish piss? Spanish, yeah, I mean, you're both. I mean, I think that is Spanish piss water, isn't it? Essentially. That is, that's what, how you say it's piss in Spanish. Estrella, is it? Estrella, is it? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll something. Don't I'm sure he made that up. I'm sure he made that up as well. Um, and today we're talking about three films, um, but primarily we're talking about one film. One film, and that's. Baby Driver, Baby Driver, which we'll get to at the end. But the first, the other films I saw this week were My Cousin Rachel. Okay. And I also saw Churchill. Did you see anything else? No, I've just seen Baby Driver. That's right. I've seen Baby Driver. So we're very, very more, more than enough. It's um, okay. back, back on the Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss Baby Driver in great depth, but I'll very briefly go with My Cousin Rachel and talk okay. on that with you, okay? Quite Rachel Weiss played My Cousin Rachel in the movie My Cousin Rachel. I mean, it's not that odd. I think it's clever casting. Um, she's, she's good. Baby. Anyway, yeah. My Rachel was directed by Roger Mitchell, who also did Notting Hill. Okay. He did a film I really like called Morning Glory. No. Rachel McAdam, Harrison Ford. Okay. Really good about well, Weatherman. Yeah, also not a news presenter, sorry. Um, um, I've done a film called Venus with Peter O'Toole, okay. which is a really, really good film. Really kind of well done, kind of end of era Peter O'Toole. And another film I really like called Changing Lanes with um, Sam Jackson and Ben Affleck. It's a good film, yeah. Ben Affleck basically, no, Sam Jackson bumps into, no, Ben Affleck bumps into Sam Jackson. Um, ben Affleck says, wait, there's a way to something important, and Sam Jackson basically hunts him down. Did it bomb box office? I think it did bomb yeah, the box yeah, office, yeah. I think it was in that time when it was fun to kick it, like kick Benji's ass, yeah. you know, after the GG and all yeah, that kind of stuff. It, yeah. was, it was almost a fun game to kill. Okay. Um, but no, decent director. Um, in the film is Rachel Weiss, obviously from The Mummy. Um, Oz as well, the great and powerful. Oz. He plays, she yep. plays the, the witch. And was uh, she not the voice of the dragon in Aragon as well? She put, she was here. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um, and also, my good lady, one of her favourites, which is very odd, of the lobster, which was out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A very odd, weird film. But yeah, Rachel in that. She does some really interesting. And work. was she not in Men Behaving Badly back in the eighties, nineties as well? I Did mean, she not play the love interest of Tony? That not Leslie Ash. No, no, she was Martin Clunes love interest. No, she's not. Um, fat ones, um, Pauline Quirk's uh, Martin Clunes' love no, interest. No, I'm, I'm sure she was in it as well. Carolyn Quentin. Carolyn Quentin, that's who it is, sorry, yes. I'm sure Rachel Weisz. I think that's, that. that's where her, and what's the boy's name? <coughs> what's the guy's name from <laughs> Men Behaving Badly? Tony, who was the actor? Yeah, yeah, it's Leslie Ash. That, that's where they met. Yeah, Leslie Ash was the other one. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, that's what I'm saying, she's her love interest. I think, no, but I think that's where Rachel Weisz and Neil Morris met each other. So they on that side as well. Is she not married now to... Daniel Craig, yeah, she's yeah. made the bond. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So she upgraded from men behaving badly to a bond. 
it's not bad. Okay, yeah, she's trading up. Um, also in the film is Sam Claflin, who's a very handsome gentleman. Um, he is from The Hunger Games. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. He's the right. one, the preacher. I know what you mean, yeah. And also a film we really liked last year called The Riot Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't I know, I've got the boy. You mean posh-looking boy? Very posh-looking yeah, boy. Got, yeah, um, yeah. And also, and it's Holly Granger who was one of the bad sisters in Cinderella. Okay. And she also rocked up in the finest hour we saw her last year. Oh yeah, but that. that she's a. Uh, yeah. She's Chris, Chris Evans's. No, not Chris Evans. Um, Chris Pines. Chris Pines love interest in that. Right. Okay. Um, yep. And also, she was also in the Riot Club. She was a girlfriend. The one oh, who. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Riot Club connection there. Kind of British film, isn't it? Very British film, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a remake of the 1952 film um, with Stan Richard Burton and my one of my favourites from the oldie times, Olivia de Havilland. She's you like look up some old pictures of her because she has a hundred now, so she's not looking quite as fresh as she once was. <laughs> she did. Oh, she's her not, sister did not get on. They did not. No, they really fell out. But amazing, she's still like a hundred years old. She's hundred and one at the end of, at the first of July. So she's still kicking around. She's still kicking. A proper connection to old Hollywood, but she worked the best. Good innings, so well done. Check that one out. Um, anyway, on this film, it's a remake of that film. Like I said, it's a solid performance. Everyone's very good at it, as Rachel McAdams is always, Rachel McAdams, Rachel Vice is always very good, she plays, you're not really sure, is she a scorned woman, is she a murderess, is she just a really liberated woman for that time, okay. you're really not sure, um, you kind of see the film all from Sam Claflin's point of view, so with that you get the unreliable narrative, and uh, that narrator, sorry, um, so you're kind of wondering what to take from each person, um, it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, but in the conclusion from what I've read, heard of the book and the original film, um, it doesn't really fulfil what you hope to be a conclusion, really. Okay. Um, the, the woman who wrote it is a woman called Daphne Dumania, who also wrote Rebecca. Yeah. Daphne Du Maurier. Daphne Du sorry. Um, We're Scottish, we can yeah, say what we want. Yeah. Um, Fuck you. Like Daphne Du Maurier. Um, she wrote Rebecca, and I think Rebecca is much the same. There's no really sort of... There's, you're left wondering. You're not satisfied. You're not satisfied, then. Okay. Uh, that's a big problem with this film. Is it a draggy film? No, it, re- it, re- it rocks in about 100 minutes, so it moves Does on. Does it feel it. like 100 minutes? No, nah, it feels like it moves. You've, you've got enough love for Rachel Vice through all of it that you don't feel it's ever dragging at any point. And she is very good in it. So is the boy Sam Claflin, actually. He actually okay. holds up really well. Um, Oscar nods? No, no, definitely not, no. Yeah. It's a f- probably four, five-star performances from Rachel Vice, four-star from him. It's to be a low three-star film, so right. overall about a three-star movie. Okay. One for DVD. I was hoping more for a woman in black type scenario, like something that's really genuinely quite creepy, and sort of in the trailer sold it as that, but it, it doesn't really have that. Yeah. You are still always left wondering about everyone in the film, but you never really get that sense of real tension that you can hope for. Lazy Sunday watch, maybe. Lazy Sunday watch, yeah, or even yeah. a yeah, it's a Sunday watch, yeah, bank holiday watch. You can certainly sit and enjoy it. Okay. Um, after that, I saw Churchill which was by Jonathan Tablitsky. What's he done? He's done The Railway Men. Railway Man from last year, starring... Colin Firth. Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very underrated movie, but I can understand why it's underrated, because it's time it didn't really deliver. Um, in this film, we've got Brian Cox, um, obviously from everything, you know. Brian Cox always a few delivers. Yes. Bad you know, movie, good Brian Cox. Even Chris, good cop. You know, you get him. He has, he has gone big at times. You know, Braveheart, Troy. I remember from Manhunter, obviously. Mm, that, that's my first memory. Cox, where he was 
most a lot of people say are better Hannibal Lecter than. I agree. I think he's. A, I think there's. I mean, I watched Science Land recently mm-hmm. um, because of the Jonathan Demme passing yeah. away, um, and because of that, uh, you do appreciate the genius of Anthony Hopkins' performance. Yeah. I would think that Brian Cox was a different performance, but it's definitely, definitely still enjoyable. Yeah. Performance. Same character, but yeah, d- different, different take on the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Also, in the film, I love and adore called Super Troopers. Yeah, he's Brian got Cox. a. He's got a. Depends on for comedy, hasn't he? I think he's a working actor, that's all he is. He does work. He he can be funny, but then he can really heavyweight act as well. Um, Also, we know X-Men 2, probably the best X-Men of them all. You know, he's a really good villain in that as well. Um, Also in this film, Miranda Richardson um, from Empire Empire of the Sun, Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she's connected to the Richardson dynasty somehow. She must be a... a, Black she Adder. is, she's, she's, she's Queenie, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking of, yeah, Queenie, <laughs> uh, from Blackadder, um, again, she's in it as well, John Slattery as well from Mad Men, everything basically, everything, yeah, everything. He, he's a good character actor, Mad Men, Spotlight, Iron Man Bureau. 2, Justin, he's good in Justin Bureau actually, is he like related to Tony Slattery? He plays a politician that likes getting peed on, and what? Sex in the City, the TV programme, oh does he? Yeah. That is an a golden shower politician, so he's a, he's a prototype Trump basically, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this film again, very strong performances from everyone, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Brian Cox, who's pretty much in every single scene. Right. Okay. She's. He is. It's he is movie, yes. yeah. yeah. The film itself is it's, a, it's an interesting biopic. It doesn't try and cover all of Churchill's life. I think there's one out later on this year with Gary Oldman playing Churchill. Okay. It's much more of an encompassing um, take on his life. This one is more about the. Four days prior to the four days prior to D Day, okay, and basically Churchill is a man who's scarred by the memory of Gallipoli, right? So he's he's one of the architects of Gallipoli back in the, the first world war. Fought in Gallipoli, or I think he's one of the generals at Gallipoli. Right, okay, okay, um, which is a, a, a side kind of note here, but Gallipoli the movie yeah. itself is brutal. Absolutely, living in Australia for a little bit, you realise that Gallipoli still really is a major part on that country. It's a huge part of that country's psyche, yeah. and what. The, the disaster from that campaign, it's really like root marks. Yeah. And we look at left Beth all marks on Churchill, who was really upset with like, how they turned out, what we expected to happen. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he doesn't want to do the, the massive all one invasion of yeah. France. He wants to sort of maybe move around, he wants to have more fronts opened up to try and make it less um, less of a risk. Um, so that's where the interesting part of the film comes from. You're watching a guy try to go against the one thing we all know succeeds. Like we know, we all yeah, know D. You know the outcome. We know D. Day wins. Yes, the journey to that. It works. So you're watching a guy going, "You're supposed to be the greatest politician of, of like Britain's history, and also one of the great generals of Britain's history, essentially." Mm-hmm. And you're going against what we know works. Yeah. Um, but you do see the idea of like him being a man who was once great. You know how he led, how he led Britain through the yeah. through the blitz, and um, is now struggling. And ultimately, yeah. Churchill, for all what he did, he lost the next election in '45. You know, yeah. he, he was kicked out. Ousted. I've seen trailers, I've not seen, I've seen trailers, but the, the, the makeup is, is heavily, heavily made up in it. There's times it's very heavily made up, yeah. yeah. And the performance at times, although excellent, does become slightly caricatured. You know, you almost have to do the Churchill dog from the commercial. Do you feel like you're watching Brian Cox doing Churchill, or do you absorb into character that much you forget? No, Brian Cox is pretty well hidden. You yeah, know, yeah okay. Brian Cox hides himself quite well in plain sight with it. Um, Brian Cox is, is he's a heavy man, but he's not as heavy as this. Yeah. Um, there is a, there are a few times the age gets a little bit. You're not really sure because sometimes he looks younger than what than what, than what Churchill would have been at that time. Okay. And sometimes he looks a lot older than Churchill would have been at the time. I don't know if that was a conscious choice by them. Right. Or right. if it's just something that happened because of budget and you know the way they were filming it. The thing that really bugged the shit out of me through the whole film was he's got a cigar through the whole film. 
obviously yeah. we all know yeah, it's a cigar. Yeah. It looks like a fake cigar because it lights up way too cleanly and it looks like an LED like flame at the end of it. It's a prop then. It, uh-huh, yeah. so it, it really threw me. It looks almost like a, he's like vaping on a cigar. Okay. Which I guess is a small thing, but it really pissed me off for the whole film. Yeah, on a small screen, maybe not as noticeable. Just possibly not as noticeable, yeah, but during okay. the actual film itself, I'm like, it just it really annoying me, yeah. Okay. The only way the film was, I was in the cinema and I was the only person probably under 50 watching this film. So I felt really young, I felt like I was the man all the ladies wanted in this, in this performance. You know, <laughs> a lot of white hair brigade were looking at me with luscious eyes. <laughs> was it a busy cinema for it? It actually was. Um, like I said, it was all the old timers looking back on when life was great. Okay. You know, again, Oscar nods. Again, I don't think so. Like, no. I, way too early. Right. Um, I think again, the performance, although it is is good, it, it, it doesn't break out from anything other than a great performance um, from him. No one else gets any chance to shine. What about BAFTA? Again, I don't think so. No? Again, out too early. Okay. Just it's kind of buried in the, this time of year. It's sort of like it's nothing really gets. You said there's a Nolan coming out. You've got the Gary Oldman coming out later on in the year. Right. I think that okay. might take more plaudits. Hollywood needs to stop doing that shit. I mean, putting the same thumb against itself. This is a British film, I believe. Right. Yeah, okay. it's not just. And it's one of those films where it's got about 19 different production companies that come before it. Right. So there's a lot of money involved in it. You know, your BBC Scotland, BBC Alba, and Great right. Scotland. Everyone's it's involved in this film. The British film industry there is is, is giving something to yes. it. Okay. Cool. So. It, it's, it's, no one's made the film badly, but again, it's a, it's a home watch, maybe a DVD watch, maybe something on Netflix one night. Uh, you'd appreciate the performance of Cox, but the film itself, I didn't learn too much about it because I know quite a fair bit about what we're doing about that okay. whole campaign. But maybe if you don't know a lot about it, maybe you, you, you would gain something from okay. it. Well, I'll, do is, um, I'll wait until it's out in DVD because I've never downloaded it, but I'll, I'll wait until it's out in DVD and watch it. Watch it then, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and now we move on to the main event, which is the one film we saw last night, which we've got to try and talk about we need to do this without spoilers because in the UK it's not out until next Thursday so we've seen advanced screenings of the movie last night Um, and of course we'll talk about Baby Driver Driver, um, written and directed by Edgar Wright Edgar Wright Um, do you name the name all Edgar Wright films no I only just found out last night um, from uh, my better half over there that that the trilogy is called the Carnetto trilogy yeah I did not fucking know that how did you not know that because I'm an idiot I didn't know this what was first film um, Edgar Wright's first film. The right stuff. <laughs> Edgar Wright's about 20 years old. <laughs> like, you're not going to be. Oh, you missed it because you, you were about two minutes late for the film. I'm too young for this. At the start of the film, Edgar Wright was um, introducing it for the cinema audience. Um, and he looks about, I don't know, maybe like barely 30 years old. Really? Yeah, <laughs> he, okay. he's like absolutely, he is an absolute child. But he's done already done five movies, of which he probably could have done a lot more if it wasn't for the fact that Ant Man. Hit the schedule when we get to Quite it later. Um, but yeah, the trilogy is obviously Shaun the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. World's End yeah. His first film is called A Fistful of Fingers. Okay. Which was predominantly panned by every single person. Is it bad? It's, it is, yeah, it's bad. People are now going back and retroactively going, oh, you can see things in it that yeah. make it injured, but no, it's shit. Is it's it all seen this? No. Okay. Anyone in it? No, no, not, no, no, not no, that I can really recall. No pig or nothing like that? No, it's just no, it's okay. before space. He's done this and he's done like, absolutely fabulous and stuff like that. Right. He's done, done something on BBC3, I can't remember the name of it. Then he done Spaced, and then obviously from that, Shaun the Dead, World's End, right. uh, Hot Fuzz between them. And so then, was Shaun of the Dead his first break Success. Break well, I say Space, his first breakthrough. Right. From space is the one that got him the money and everything and got the, the kudos to do anything else. Okay. Um, also then after that, he done... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, mm-hmm. which I want to love, but I only just like. I enjoy it a lot. I think I'm, I'm a kind of big video game kind of guy, so mm. that's maybe. So am I. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a retro video game player as well, which makes me think I should no, love I this love, film. I really like it a lot. 
but it's a, it's a great cast in it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just, I don't love it as much as I want Didn't to love it. Didn't really, I think if I saw it, I think I saw it when I was like 27, 28, mm-hmm. but if I saw it when I was like 22, it would have been a much bigger, I wanted to think that actually I've seen it was in my fucking late 30s, fucking early 40s, I loved it though, so I don't know, yeah. I mean, again, I can't fault, it's a great, it's a fun, fun film, but I'm yeah. just not a huge fan, I don't watch it, I'll go back to that one less than the other one. Yeah, okay. Um, and then also, he was going to do Ant-Man at one point, mm-hmm. but then, creative differences, take him off Ant-Man, and that basically stalled everything he was doing up until then, and this is why it's been about, I think it's been eight years since... The last done since he's been Scott Pilgrim, okay. so he's been a long, long gestation. Did they keep any of his material for that man? I think a few things. I think the scene when it's a, the, I'm going to say Mexican, but I might be wrong. Right. The cohort doing the, you know, my brother who's not yeah, the guy who knows this guy. I think that's yeah, which kind of does it kind of reeks yeah. Edgar Wright, yeah. And I yeah. think the heist stuff is all Edgar Wright's story. Maybe him as well. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not sure how yeah. much was kept. He got a story credit on the film, I think. So right. he must have had some. He's done enough remained in it that the guilds and everything still kept them on the. I'm sure he got a handsome paycheck oh, for sure his, did, yeah. his contribution as well. Um, yeah. This one apparently started writing back in '95. Baby driver. Yeah, and just had it. They've been sitting there waiting. This is obviously one he wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, he just hasn't had any time to get around to it. Yeah. He finally got a chance to do it. So in the film, there is Ansel Elgort. I think you have pronounced his name. Ansel, yeah, Ansel, Ansel Elgort, um, who is probably best known for the Divergent series. I would say Fault in Your Stars. Yeah, well, get that as well, and Divergent, because they're both Faulkner stars. You women that you are. You're like. (laughs) (laughs) You got. Yeah, I I was suddenly bored by this film. The ladies love this film. It is one of the films. Yeah, the Faulkner Faulkner stars. Well, well, ladies and (laughs) me. It's a total check flick, yeah, absolutely. Hello. I'm sorry, Andy, I had a check flick. Check flick it, Andy. I'm quite drunk to do what I'm saying. I don't mean that, I just mean it seems like a bit of a handsy film. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a total check flick. It's a handsy film. I'm here and I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, not only that, I found him in that film really just an arsehole. Like, he's, really, he's a real dick in the film, and I've, right. I really did not want him at all. Um, but yeah, like you said, all done the divergent scenes. Yeah, he's talking about that. Maybe a tween kind of market for both movies as well. Possibly. Yeah. Division is a franchise that no one gives a shit about. I think. I feel. I feel no one really cares. It's almost like a poor man's Hunger Games. Hunger Games almost jumping on the success of that and yeah. kind of coasting on its Lacking tail. Lacking the perhaps. one thing Hunger yeah. Games has got, which is Jennifer Lawrence. Um, apologies if you like it, but yeah, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah, I don't honestly. care about enough about yeah, it. Totally. Um, yeah. Alongside him, playing his girlfriend in it is Lily James. Yeah. Who's been in Cinderella? Cinderella. She was Cinderella. And she was Pride, in Zombies. Zombies. Which was one of my favourite movies of, of the year. I really enjoyed that. I, much against everyone else's reviews of it, I actually did enjoy yeah, that film a lot. it was good, yeah. it was good fun. But I am the guy who also likes a Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Well, it's a good film as well. Yeah. I'll have no bad words said against that yeah. too. So and yeah. I think it's historically accurate. I'm a human I think so as well. That's yeah. why there's no fucking vampires. Yeah. Um, we also have John Hamm. I didn't know who John Hamm was. John Hamm is the madman. John Hamm is one of the most fucking um, men on the planet. He's got an amazing face. Really, he's got a most really handsome face. A motive, but as well, he's yeah. almost like Joe Magna, Magna, Magna. Magnelli, well, yeah. 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 Um, almost, but more grizzled and rugged, and yeah. his eyes just really tell stories. Um, and I, I was drawn to his character. Like, did you ever get a chance to watch Mad Men? Because he absolutely steals Mad Men. Yeah. Handsome as hell. Yeah. Looking him up on IMDb, and he's not done a lot of movies. He's, he's, he's a big TV actor. I've actually done a wee bit of research on what he's done in terms mm-hmm. of movies, and his movie career, for a guy who is so on TV and so noticeable and so well known, in fact, yeah. 
he's not in a lot of movies. You know, no, he's in he's Bride, he's Bride, he's a cameo. Yeah. He rocked up in the town. Yeah. He rocked up in that as well. seems to be his kind of most notable. Yeah. Movie. He's also in Sucker Punch as well. He plays yeah. a doctor in Sucker Punch. Yeah. Um, but he's not done a lot of TV? movies. All yeah, TV. very much all TV. Amazing. That. I was really, really blown away by him. Yeah. Um, and as soon, as soon as I got on the bus going home last night, first thing I was I looked him up to see who he was and what he'd been in, and I'll be looking out for him. Yeah. Really, well worth really, watching. Really impressed by him. Um, also got John Berthenfall. Small part, in this world, small part in the film playing John Perth. Playing his usual John Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does it well, but yeah, he's, he is a new De Niro in many ways. Possibly. Yeah, maybe not quite the acting chop. He's still young. I think he has the acting chop with De Niro. He can fill any role, I think. He's getting there, I think. Maybe in a few years we'll, we'll revisit that. Everything that he does, so he brings commitment to it. Yeah, I just think he's not fantastic yeah. actor yet. He's getting there, but he's watchable. But good in Walking Dead. Yeah. Probably the, he's in the only good season of Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. also Rocks and Fury, Daredevil, playing the Punisher, fantastic Daredevil, well. Daredevil, yeah, he was all right with Fury as well. But again, he does play the same character. No, because then you think me, Earl, me, uh, me and Earl the Dying Girl. He plays a teacher in that, he's not playing the, the hard ass, he's playing sort of a different yeah. role in that. One film. And the accountant as well. The accountant as well, yeah. I'm doing a comedy turn, but can't remember the movie. What's that film? John Bethnal's done a comedy turn. Which one? Oh my god. Next good. Sicario. Sicario. He's in that. He's in Sicario. Yeah, he was fun in Sicario getting the one while he was here. Did he not play quite a comedic turn then Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, he plays the enforcer in that as well. I remember that. Yeah. He plays like the one who's married to the set, like the sort of like the Eastern European girl, isn't he? Mm. Sort of like they're all taking the money to each other at one point. Oh yeah. He's like basically if you've got who's the fat one? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's the other Jonah Hill. Yeah. Fat Jonah Hill. Yeah, he's not fat Jonah Hill, he's thin Jonah Hill. He's the other he's the other guy. He's fat enough for Wardogs, isn't he again? Yeah. He's at that meeting when he's like selling yeah. me this pen. He's yeah. that guy, one of the guys yeah. like that, okay? Okay. Um, also in the film is Elisa Gonzalez. Um, again, who I didn't know much about, and I looked her up, and she's only she's Mexican or Spanish, she's a lot of Mexican, Mexican TV. She's done she only mainly. had about eight credits to her name. Yeah, the only thing she's done of note that you may know is she is in From Dust Till Dawn, which I've not TV seen show. the series. Yeah, she's playing the Sama Hayek role, she's playing the Sandy Pandemonium. Yeah, so she's good in it. I've only seen a few episodes, but I enjoy her in it. Okay. Um, yeah. She was, yeah, she was really good in Baby Driver, really, 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 really watchable. Um, also, got Jamie Foxx, did you enjoy Jamie Foxx in any way? Um, right, okay. I fucking despise Jamie Foxx. I thought Jamie Foxx was watchable in this movie. You agree with I, I, I actually didn't mind Jamie Foxx in this film. Um, the moment he turns up, I quite like him. The only two films so far that I've liked Jamie Foxx in, and I don't like him in Django, is Annie. Like him and Annie? I like him and <laughs> Annie and Baby Driver. Okay. Um, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey, yeah. Kevin's getting a bit lazy, maybe, in his, his old age. He was. You think so? I just binge-watched um, the new season of House of Cards yeah. last yeah. night. In this, no. he didn't do anything that Kevin Spacey's no, never done before. Yeah, but he's, he's playing that role that you want him to play. That's the thing I would say about him. He was, he, no, he wasn't, he wasn't I'm saying he's good at being Kevin Spacey, and he was doing his typical Kevin Spacey kind of cold, icy... Crime boss. Think so? Yeah. Right. But he was good, didn't he? Yeah. So, did not just play a dead cat or a life cat? He, he was dead or something? He did play a voice like a cat. Uh, nine Lives, he played your top at Nine Lives, yeah. he was in that. Um, he wasn't great in that. Probably better as a cat than he was in fucking Kevin Spacey, but that's. And also Flea, did you notice Flea in it as well? I did see, see Flea in it, yeah. Flea was, he was not in it for a lot, but yeah. He doesn't turn up in many things, but he does, he brings Flea it, yeah. In, in the movies. Um, he's got quite a filmography now, he's done quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Future, Big Lebowski, yeah, done this, he's done a few other things as well. He, yeah. he, seemed to not, he seemed to pick very carefully what he yeah, wants to be in. He's doing okay, I yeah. see him doing more and more, because see him in a TV show one day. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, on to the point, did you like it, did you love it, did you, what was your opinion on it? Best film of the year so far. With 
without um, question. It's now in my top ten best movies of all time. I mean, so yeah, far. it's close to that in mind as well. It's pretty much and, oh, fantastic. And the soundtrack is better than the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah, I because it's a soundtrack. Even what I didn't, I only knew about ten mm, percent of the songs in it. Um, I want the soundtrack because yeah. every moment fills the soundtrack. Amazing. It um, is Tarantino-esque in the soundtrack. You, but better. I mean, Tarant- I mean uh, no, I think I, the soundtrack was just stunning. It is stunning. The choreography. I won't spoil anything. The choreography with the soundtrack was fucking beautiful. It is. It was like a John Wicking thing, but the soundtrack times itself to gunfire and crashes and all that kind of stuff. And they do it so, so, so cleverly. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, the film itself is a very basic plot. Baby is a basic getaway driver for a bunch of bank robbers. Yeah. Um, he works for different. He works for a crime boss, Kevin Space, who basically saw him do something in the past. And he's and now ha- and has this over. Like his dead. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's working with different bank robbers each and every time. Um, Baby's the best at what he does, but Baby needs to listen to music when he's doing it because yeah. he's got tinnitus. Tinnitus um, due to a childhood accident. Childhood accident, yeah. yeah. And that's basically the very basic premise of it. That's it, yeah. He has to do heists. Um, Space has to do one last heist. Um, and it's a big one. Shit goes wrong and the film moves on from there. He also meets a girl, and as all people know, meeting a, girl, a cute girl does cause all the hell of problems. Yep. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. It's an age old story, it, just, it causes problems. Um, to me, it was, it's an intelligent Fast and Furious, like a smart man Fast yeah, and Furious. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to overthink it. No, it's um, a simple story. You need to watch it. Yeah, better than Drive. Better than Drive. Drive. Yeah. Think of Mad Max. Think of Mad Max directed by Tarantino. Yeah, kind of. That is very like, Ma- That's exactly yeah. why it's so good. Yeah. My description so far that I keep saying is it cool. It, it's cool. It's insanely cool. It's real. Like every really, single scene is cool. Really cool. It's yeah. not trying to be cool. No. We have seen films like forced. recently where we think it, the, the coolness isn't forced on you. Know, something like Seven yeah. Psychopaths. Yeah. Which is a it's a good film, but it felt forced. Even that one we saw. What's one of the uh, the two guys playing the bad cops? Oh. The one make opinion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other guys. No. no, not the other guys. Where were the guys are? Yeah, yeah. That was, it was... Nice guy. No, nice guys. It's cool. Yeah, yeah that's the one where... Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. No, this one, one we saw... Can't War and Everyone. War and Everyone, that's what it's called, yes. Yeah. That's, at times, trying to be too cool. Sometimes it makes it, but yeah, a lot of it misses. Misses slightly, yeah. Cool, still, again, it? a great film, enjoyable to tell film, but yeah. there's times it's trying too hard. This War. is not trying that um, hard. It's not trying to be cool. It, it is cool. Mm. It's... It's a film with Edgar Wright, it's by far his best film because he knows exactly what he's doing with the camera. Yeah. He's, <laughs> it is controlled, yeah. but also erratic at the same time. Yeah. He, he, he knows what he's doing with it and it feels, and that's what makes it really cool watching. Yeah, yeah. But as I say, it's just the choreography, you've got music, but there's shit happening with the music and you're just always watching and looking for what's going on. And it's, it's, yes. When the camera's always moving as well, it'll sometimes it's just slightly right, and you're like, you're, yeah. your head turns to try and catch something, yeah. and it's, you realise it's nothing there, you but you're coming back to back something to the else. Film yeah. again. Um, it, it ran in it just shy of two hours. Yeah, but one hour fifty. And when it finished, I was, I want more. It, it finished way, way, way too soon. Yeah. Or it felt like it, obviously never, but it felt like it, because you're enjoying it so, so, yeah. so much that it just wasn't his passion, it's done, and you're like, fuck it. I want more and more in this movie. Absolutely, it's but you're happy. With, you're happy with what it is. You don't need another sequel. You're happy big, with what it is. Big smiles the whole time. Absolutely, loads yeah. of big smiles. And, it, and you see Edgar Wright all over the world. It's, it's every inch of Edgar Wright. It's in America. Movie. It's just set in America. It's not a typical British affair. Yes. But 
Yeah, there's Eric Wright. Everywhere it's Star every Wars. Wright film in the terms that it references so many films, but it doesn't do it overtly. It's yeah. not doing it like Shaun the Dead yeah. or, or even the Space TV show, which I loved the way it did it, where it's a very overt reference. This is it's almost subtle. You know, you've got Elder Heaven's a big driver, is there obviously. And you've also got Blues Brothers massively influential in it, I yeah. think, as well. Massive yeah. amount of Blues Brothers in it. Um, True Romance is definitely there as True well. True Romance is there. Because the, yeah. Baby and Deborah are the cutest couple since Clarence and Alabama. Yeah, like they are just yeah. proper, you know, <laughs> awesome. Um, you've also got a lot from after Singing in the Rain as well. Possibly, yeah. Definitely the second scene, the second sort of set piece scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely just kind of even La La Land, possibly. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. La La Land, Singing in the Rain, I'm going to go yeah. see more Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Um, I saw in the finale, I'm not going to remember what it is, a lot of Terminator in there, in the, in the, multi, in the multi story. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah I don't you, know if it was that, that was the reference of the idea. It felt like it was channeled yeah, up by yeah, there, possibly, I felt that like as well. Um, also, about Run, Roll, Run, Roll, Run as well, about mm-hmm. that in there as well. Yeah. It, it had a lot of stuff in it. A lot of influence, but it's not copying anything, no, it's its own it's, movie. Yeah. It's entirely unique in its own world. Yeah. Uh, but it still feels like you know this, you know what he's doing because you know who Edgar Wright is. You know Edgar Wright, you know Edgar Wright is essentially you. He, he yeah. loves movies, he loves music, yeah. he loves all sorts of other geek culture and sort of that kind of, that kind of world. So when he gets a chance to put it in a film, he does that. Yeah. And, and he's unabashedly not ashamed of doing yeah. that. You know, and that's what makes it fantastic to but watch. the script is so sharp and witty and, and quick and it's, it's just moving. It's also not particularly yeah. dialogue heavy, yeah, which but, I thought was surprising. But when it does, it's just, yeah. you know, there's so many laughs in it as well. Great laughs and, in it. Yeah. Babies doesn't really talk much in it. Doesn't say it. He's, he's, he's a handsome wee boy. Yeah, he's, boy on, yeah. he's, got, he's got a big career, I think. I yeah, think this could be one that could really put him in. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he's very quiet, and probably the most mouthy character in the whole thing is Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. Who's, who's playing pretty much the same character he played in Horrible Bosses. Kind of, but yeah, a le- yeah, less, less comedic effect than that. You know, he's doing, he's doing it well, though. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's just kind of balls out, you know, fucking. Yeah. Hitman style going for it. Yes, yeah, yeah, he works. He works well. Yeah, yeah, he does that real well. That is just Jamie Foxx yeah, week, yeah. isn't it? You but know. he brings something to it, I think. Yeah, everyone does. And, and for me to say that about Jamie Foxx, this, I'm not saying he was brilliant, but for me to even fucking entertain the fact that he done all right, yeah, it's a big accolade. Yeah, and also it's not a it's not a big film, and it's a, I mean it, it does big things in it. Mm. Obviously, the cast are fantastic. It's most of it, I think is um, legit. It's not um, CGI or anything. It's mostly yeah. real. But it, there's no big real real big sweeping shots you know because it make it a big yeah. epic it's, it's very close yeah. yeah the whole film feels like very much you're on the bonnet of this car and you can see why I was one of the films you described as uh, Walter Hill's driver mm-hmm. you know you can see a lot of that in the there in there yeah. it's also sad as well the few bits in I'll share it here yeah, yeah agreed yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. generally like the, the, like, the conclusion is, yeah. gets you right it gets you right in the, the heart it yeah, you, hurts you man it's, so you go feel laughing to almost crying yeah and, I can feel nice for after. What about question? We say film of the year so far. Yeah, well, fuck yeah. Um, Is there anything coming in the next six months? We're never know it. As I said, June twenty first. We are yeah. halfway through the year. Um, Is there anything in the next six months you think may steal it? Star Wars, possibly. As okay. long as they don't remake Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> I am hearing very strong things about um, War of the Planet of the Apes. 
Yeah. It's getting massively good reviews. Which I'm going to revisit over the next couple of weeks as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go and kind of catch back up with him before I go and see and it. all of them? But, no, I think that, that's a special movie. The, I think I, the film that... Nothing's going to touch it. If there's a film made for myself and even for, and for you as well, this is the kind of film we like. Yeah. You know? I think anyone could watch it. I don't think you'd have to particularly have any knowledge of Edgar Wright to, to see this movie. It, it's just... It's got everything in it. Truly, it's, people a bit cold away sort of at times. It's... Um, like we said, we said the coolness was not forced. Could someone who's not into this kind of, not into Edgar Wright's world see it sort of a bit bland at times? You think? I don't see how it, it doesn't stay still long enough to think this is bland. Mm. I, I thought that is. I mean, it's always shifting and moving. There's always something happening. You're always wanting to just kind of see what's going on and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I don't. Oh, there's always assholes out there that don't agree with us. Assholes. Um, <laughs> But no, I think I think most people would get big benefits for this film. Everyone should go and see it. And if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. You didn't fucking like it. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, everyone should go and see it. And I don't see why he wouldn't like it. So it's Edgar Fregorite's fifth movie. Um, we've already said it's our favourite film of the year. Would you say it's his best movie of all he's made so far? Yeah. Yeah, without Ab- question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again it's set in America so he's moving away from his, his kind of British he's got Pilgrim set in America as well yeah um, it's not like set in Canada it's set in Toronto yeah so it feels like an American movie but it, it doesn't feel like you know British doesn't, it feels proper American and he's, he's, he's capturing Hollywood he's getting a big Hollywood fucking movie it, it's never going to be a blockbuster which is a shame because it should be because it, it feels like a fucking big Hollywood movie do you say it's a kind of film that we don't want a sequel from this film we don't think it sets itself up for a sequel I don't want a sequel no we don't want a sequel it's I don't think anybody would do a sequel and it's not really it. it's not going for a sequel but could it be a kind of film for example that we really like say like a dread where it's beloved by everyone who sees it mm-hmm but there's so little business it's seen overall as a, yeah. as a critical failure or a, a commercial failure sorry I think so which is heartbreaking because it should be as big a blockbuster yeah. as Guardians of the Galaxy or Spider-Man's going to be or whatever it's probably a better film than him as well yeah. but yeah it's not going to commercially it probably as well um, our local cinemas are maybe showing 10 screenings of it I mean, and Transformers is getting 4 yeah, screenings I mean, for this kind of film getting 10 screenings of it or 10 showings of it a day is pretty decent deserves more than it, it deserves I mean, you can't put on every single screen I mean we should put on it I mean you should take Baywatch off for example right now you put this on but we're not going to do that no. so it's not I think it's about 8 screenings actually you can't get 10 on in a 2 hour film it's not going to work yeah. Yeah. but I think it's about 8 screenings I've got on it I think it deserves more but is it a film, it's a film that hopefully could gain an audience with constant um, the, the reviews of it yeah, I think yeah word the mouth will carry and I think it will do well post um, cinema I think it will do well on DVD um, <coughs> I'm sure some people out there will download it and stuff like that as well yeah, yeah I think I think it will rack up a lot of sales I think it will become a, be a cult classic for sure yes. for, for fucking sure there's no, no ifs and buts about that um, but yeah it's, it's just not going to make the money should that's going to enable Edgar to I think he'll make a big opening I think the first weekend will be huge yeah, for yeah. that kind of film yeah. not like it's not going to be might, might do the opposite but it might build as, as I could see it dropping off quickly yeah, unfortunately I think, I think anyone who because even the screen we saw um, was or um, was it was pretty busy what was yours was it pretty busy um, yeah it's 
free quarter full. Um, yeah. Bear in mind, these are advanced screenings for you know limited card holders. So yes. it's, but the advanced screens are body. But the advanced screens I've been to of late, they're genuinely about half full at best. Right. So this no one ever got really full was what it was a week before Star Wars came out. Yeah. And everyone went hoping it'd be Star Wars, and yeah, it wasn't it Star Wars. Fucking Star Wars. Yeah. Um, everyone I've been to, you may be talking fifty percent full. This was about three quarters of the place full, which makes me think that people who want to see it. I've went today, I've went for that screening. Right, so yeah, I'll we'll 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 draw from here. I mean, I will go and see it again. I yeah. have no problem. I will go and see it again. Um, what I would say is it's one of the few films that I've seen that lives up to the trailer. Yes. Um, if, the tra- I think the trailer sells it short, perhaps. Oh, but the trailer gets you interested in the film. Yeah, enough. But you go and see it, because you see the trailer and you think, this is a movie I want to see. And you go and see it and you think, yeah, that was the movie that the trailer sold me. And, Equally and good what? from the trailer was the fact that most of the car chase stuff comes from the first car chase. Uh-huh. And also most of the sh- shots from the film and the trailer come from the first half hour. Yeah, so there's so much more than it gives There's a few so bits in it, but most come from the first half really hour. Really nice to see a movie with, because trailers just never say in the movie, you go and see it and you're like, I've just seen all of that in the fucking trailer. Yeah. This doesn't do that, man. It delivers in so, so much more. Anyway, this is going to be quite a curtailed one because Colin has family business to attend to this yes, week. Yes, I do. Kids' so, school show, unfortunately. So, unfortunately, no. We did love Baby Driver as a film called Transformers the last night. If I decide to go and I'm see it. I'm going to see it tomorrow and I'm kind of excited. Really? Um, yeah, because I want to see how bad it is. I want okay, to see a shit storm yeah. happen. Okay. Um, Book of Henry, which looks a really a sad story. Yeah, maybe. Uh, also, Hampstead, which looks so middle class, it's most definitely voting Tory. No. Um, and still out, I've not seen yet, are The Gifted. Maybe Chris Evans is a, a charming bastard. And yeah. also The Mummy still, I've not seen that yet. I'd see that again. See that again? Fuck I'm going to go see David Brown again at some point as well. Yeah, definitely. There's a second one on that. Um, right, I need to go. So this is Three Beers in a Movie. Colin's been talking, I've been talking, and we'll come back next week. Uh, tune in next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Three Beers in a Movie.